Hi guys and welcome back to Witch Fix. I totally didn't just record my review for And It Harm None and then move straight onto this one. I don't know what you're talking about. But yes, you've guessed it. In this episode we are talking about Circle of Three Book 14, The Challenge Box, the penultimate book in the Circle of Three series by Isabel Bird. I'm trying to amp it up and be excited because honestly I kind of struggled to get through this book. But that's maybe because I feel like the books are actually getting longer towards the end. This one is definitely at least a quarter of a centimetre longer than its predecessor. So I'm on to you, Isabel Bird, who isn't really called Isabel Bird. Anywho, the challenge box is a book that I don't think I was really looking forward to reading, to be honest, because I feel like the girls already have enough homilies in their life without having specific challenges that are aimed at making them learn and grow. But eh. So as you probably guessed from that statement, the book is about them facing their last challenge before they get considered for initiation into the coven. So that's kind of a big deal as they're nearing their, the end of their year and a day of study, which is the period over which all the books are set. They each get given a challenge from a box, hence the title, and they have to work on it individually. So they can't collaborate as a group, they can't let each other know what their challenge is are. Also this book kind of mops up some issues from the previous book and the main plot element is that Annie has been invited to go to New Orleans to meet her older sister who you might remember was she found out about and contacted in Written in the Stars and found out met her adopted sister and it was all great so she's going to go stay with her in New Orleans and Kate and Cooper are meant to be going with her as of the end of And It Harm None however because of Kate's like trying to feed an entire pot of dirt to Sherry for tampering with her plant experiment Kate has a failing grade in that project for science and is given a replacement project to do also with Sherry over the three week break that they have in school and her parents find out about this and they tell her she can't go to New Orleans. So Cooper and Annie off, go off on vacation and Kate has to stay at home and do a geology project with Sherry which is about as interesting as a geology project would I guess normally be. Kate was also told in a previous book, I think it was written in the stars, that she could go through initiation. Her dad said, yeah, that's, you know, you can do it, but only if you talk to our priest about it first, which I think was his like last ditch effort to turn her off of Wicca. And this is the book in which that conversation finally happens and in which Kate deals with some of her feelings towards Sherry and all of the drama that's happened over the past 13 books so Kate's storyline was actually really interesting to read and for once I found myself skipping over Cooper and Annie's sections and like skim reading them just to get back to what Kate was doing even though Cooper and Annie were in New Orleans and it was meant to be really interesting and there was some stuff in there about voodoo and Marie Laveau which is also quite interesting to read about but their actual plots were not as interesting. So all three girls get a challenge and Kate's challenge is to answer a question that has no answer. Annie's challenge is to give away the thing that is most valuable to her and Cooper's challenge is to face her greatest fear. So they're all working on those throughout the book. And each girl kind of asks the goddess or the deities in general for help with their challenge in different ways. So Kate makes a little shrine on a hillside where she's gone hiking to the goddess to kind of reconnect with her pagan roots or the pagan roots of the people who used to live on the land. Annie leaves an offering at Marie Laveau's tomb to ask her for help and Cooper is given a gris gris bag by some voodoo protectioners that she meets in New Orleans 
and they have their own little plot lines around how they solve their challenges which i'm not going to give away actually because i think it's quite cool to read how they come to their solutions even if it does get a little bit introspective and thinky instead of actual plot things happening it's just them thinking about stuff but it is actually quite interesting i particularly enjoyed actually the elements of kate's story because especially the conversation that she has with the priest because it doesn't really go the way that i thought it was going to go actually that's a lie it didn't go the way i hoped it was going to go because i've kind of always wanted kate to be a bit more rebellious and for people to just not be so perfect and wonderful and i realized her family were kind of angry at her for being wiccan and they did a lot of mean stuff in the books where they found out but it felt like she just tolerated that and made excuses for them and again didn't really react in a teenage way and i couldn't really help but contrast that with the wicker series by kate tiernan where the teenagers actually act like teenagers in that they make big emotional statements and they throw tantrums and they get angry and they're they actually have emotions and they behave like teenagers as opposed to this where they behave like teenagers but in like a 1950s instructional play about the dangers of smoking and the benefits of abstinence. It's just very odd. But brushing past that, she has this conversation with the priest and he basically just tells her that you can't really control what it is you believe in and that belief is such a subjective thing you can't force someone to believe in catholicism if they don't want to be a catholic anymore and that while he's sad to see her leaving the church he's happy that she has a faith in which she can learn and grow because that's what it's all about and some various other things which are also quite interesting to read about it's also the book where kate kind of struggles with talking to her family about why she believes in wicca that's kind of her overarching plot is to try and work out how to explain her beliefs uh, to people because people including sherry and her parents seem to think that it's ridiculous that she wants to become like a real witch and all this other stuff and she's trying to work out because she can explain the tenets of wicca to them she can explain what magic is and how you do it and all the like practical stuff that we learn as we go down the path of being witches but the actual reason she believes in it and why it speaks to her and why she believes in her personal relationship with deity is really hard for her to quantify and that's definitely something that I can relate to and I found myself like hardcore relating to Kate in this whole book because these are also things that I've struggled with and thought about and specifically in her conversation with the priest he says basically that there are two types of people there are people who want to just believe in one thing and have it set down and say this is the thing that is true and they'll just follow that they want rules for living their life and then there are people who question and who spend their whole lives questioning faith and belief and why they believe certain things and why they have to do certain things because of that belief and how they want to express their belief in things and that that is like obviously a harder path but one that's worthwhile and I've questioned my faith a lot like the Wiccan thing especially because as you get older and you start to move in circles of more I guess grown-up people who are like in their 50s and 60s who you work with and they have like mortgages and kids and stuff it gets kind of harder and harder to keep having to say yes I'm a Wiccan I follow this religion that makes me a witch or just I am a witch even if you don't follow Wicca but your spiritual side and sometimes it does come up it's sort of like when i start working somewhere new and i have to they sort of ask oh do you have a boyfriend do you have a, have a husband and you have to be like actually i'm gay so there's that so it's kind of a lie that you come out of any closet once you have to continuously do it for the rest of your life 
add that to internally questioning stuff as well and the doubt that creeps in when other people have disbelief in or even ridicule the things that you believe in it can be quite difficult so I like I completely got that part of the book and really appreciated it being in the plot this was probably my favorite of the the three books of this series that I read this week so it was really interesting and I kind of liked that whole Kate side of things now this book also did something new and interesting which is that it actually surprised me plot wise which is insane because usually these things are like predictable as fuck because they're obviously books for teenagers and I know I say that a lot like as if books for teenagers don't have to be intelligent or uh, complexly plotted but the fact is that a lot of them do tend to be a lot simpler in terms of plot than other stuff that's like more complicated and more adult there are obviously books aimed at adults that are as simply plotted as well but i find teenage books to surprise me less in terms of plot and maybe it's because they're doing plots where they don't have to be as original because people won't have read that plot like 60 or 70 times already in other books but i digress anywho at the end of the book the girls have to present their solutions to their challenges and then all the people at the pagan bookshop who belong to different covens they get together and have a little chat in the back room and they decide if they're ready to move up from the wicker class to training for a few weeks to be initiated into the coven of their choice so the actual end result of this is that one by one everyone in the wicker class has to go into the back room where one of the ladies is sitting behind a table in a robe with a mask on she has a candle in front of her and they give the trainee witch a candle and if she can light the candle from the candle on the table she is allowed to be initiated she's ready now i'm guessing they've done something to the candle so they won't light um maybe some of them have wet wicks or something but that's not really discussed and i felt it was weird to not just tell them it felt like this was kind of a moment that we didn't need but in the preceding conversation i kind of had an inkling that maybe Cooper hadn't really dug as deeply in her challenge as the others have because they had a lot of quite introspective stuff and a lot of personal realisation whereas she didn't and her plot kind of felt very secondary or tertiary because there are three of them but I was kind of putting that down to well I mean there's three of them to cover in one book so to keep it short one of them's obviously going to have to have a shorter more abbreviated plot but then Kate and Annie go into the room and they light their candles and it's all exciting and they go and join the group of people who are going to be initiated. And I only predicted what was going to happen to Cooper about two pages before it happened, which counts as surprising me. Um, Cooper goes to light her candle and of course it doesn't light. Cooper has not been chosen to be initiated. And the book ends with her freaking out and running out of the shop because she just can't believe it and she's just so upset which was very exciting i was excited i was surprised i was galled because everything for these girls usually goes quite smoothly by the end of the book you know they all go to the wicked class they all get to keep training as witches they all solve their challenges they all have these experiences and stuff so to have it end in that kind of cliffhanger way reminded me a bit of book five which is in the dreaming when cooper decides after midsummer that she doesn't want to be a witch anymore so it reminded me of that but at the same time it was also new and slightly different which was exciting now to be honest i'm kind of done with reading you guys extracts of these books because i mean you already kind of know what the writing style is like this is book 14 guys and there wasn't really anything in this one that jumped out as me as something that i had to like read to you and like 
share because I thought it was so interesting. The whole book itself is actually packed with ideas and kind of conversations with the self, which I think really tap into some of that latent witch problems. Not like the original ones where you're like just learning and learning about magic and learning about the goddess and the god. So like the first few books in the series, but this reaches into some more advanced issues that you kind of run into going down the Wiccan path. So it's definitely worth a read, I think, just to have that because a lot of book series or books about Wiccan people don't really get this far in terms of discussing these kinds of issues. So definitely recommend reading the challenge box. Unfortunately, that probably means you do have to read the preceding 13 books, but it's worth it. I think maybe they're just slowly destroying my brain and I've just lost the ability to contextualise, but I think it's worth it. Those of you who've been keeping score, we now only have one book left in the Circle of Three series, which is Circle of Three Initiation, book 15. And I've already started reading it because I'm just, just thrilled to be getting these off my to-read shelf and to make room for other things. But also because after reading the challenge box, I was super excited to get into what happens to Cooper next and what happens at their initiation and how will all these issues be tied up in one last book? Ah! So I'm excited. I hope you join me for that final review of the final book of the final book of the Circle of Three series. So in the meantime, get in touch. Let me know if you've started reading the series or decided not to because of some of my reviews. And Get in touch on the usual way, which is Twitter at Witchfix or Gmail, which is witchfixpodcast at gmail.com. You can also donate to my Patreon, so check that out in the description box, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye!